0: Hey, it's Jackson here with some very important news. We're moving to a brand new channel, and this is going to be our very last episode on Charlie's channel, the one that you're probably listening to it on right now. You may be wondering why and why now. I'm here to answer those questions. This is because we'd really like to post additional, varied content that isn't just the official podcast, as well as clips and shorts from the last few years. We feel like we can do more stuff overall from our own channel, and we'd like to move into a more independent position. In terms of new content, we've got a brand new series in the works with a brand new host who was previously one of the most beloved guest hosts we've ever had in the official podcast history, and you'll get to see that on the new channel when it's ready. You'll also be able to listen to the first seven episodes of the new series that's been airing exclusively on Spotify and our Patreon currently called Podophiles, there as well, where we review the predators who were caught by Chris Hansen in the hit TV series from the early 2000s called To Catch a Predator. I want to stress that currently nothing is changing about the official podcast itself and we're still going to be uploading to our audio platforms where most of you currently listen to the show all the same. We're just moving YouTube home. This means we'll still be uploading the show weekly and if you're a Patreon member, you'll still get episodes early and you'll still get bonus episodes as well. Really, nothing that much is changing with the show itself. The links are below to the new channel. Please come subscribe if you like the show. And thanks so much for the support over the last seven years. This show truly has been my entire adult life at this point. We started it when I was 18, so being here on this channel since the very beginning and now moving is a massive change, and I'm and the boys are so appreciative of everyone that has ever tuned into an episode and chooses to move along with us to the new channel. It really means the world to all of us on the show that you've joined us on the official journey, and we can't wait to try some new things that hopefully bring you some level of joy and entertainment. Thank you all for tuning into the official podcast, and we hope to see you at the new channel. Otherwise, back to the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 356 of the official podcast. It's a special day. It has been about 30, probably 20 episodes, I think, uh, without a guest. I've broken the dry spell and I've brought on a great guest for you all today. He goes by the name Summoning Salt on YouTube. He is the world's preeminent expert on speed runs and and stuff like that for video games. He, he's an excellent uh, video essayist. Welcome to the show, Salt.
1: Thank you guys for having me. And you forgot about the Mike Tyson's punch out part, but that's okay. The fuck, yeah, true
0: Okay, <laughs>
2: he's,
3: he's the what world. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah, we running world this. champion.
0: Fuck! God damn it! I hate this oh fucking my show. god. Yeah, we my prep bad.
3: every episode beforehand. We vet. <laughs> Guest for days and this is what you bring us I, oh my goodness i'm sorry
0: oh man guys i'm sorry it's that was on me so so tell tell the world what your biggest achievement is go over it real quick just so they know to take you seriously
1: i hold the mike tyson's punch out speed running world record um for how long seven and a half years yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's, that's, and, that's and don't be modest part.
3: because this guy also that has is it the in, impressive like, part. Yeah, in like nine different categories of the game as well. Not just the, the regular old playthrough. This man is a wizard when it comes to Mike Tyson's punch out.
1: Yeah, well, I have it in the really impressive ones like 90 minute challenge and Tyson challenge and oh, yeah. all these categories we made up to make me feel good and have more
3: world records. So. <laughs> <laughs> this modest man, he doesn't even bring up the actually impressive one, which is blindfolded as well. Yeah all four of my competitors have been
1: battling to get that one for me for years now. So, Oh man.
0: What is the strategy with the blindfolded run? Is there any strategy or is it just luck?
1: So yeah, a lot of those fights are predictable. Like they do not necessarily the same thing every time, but there's like a range of moves they can do. So if you know what they're, what they can do, you can kind of set up your uh, inputs so that you can account for everything they can do. Um, and yeah, and beyond that, there's some audio cues you can listen for and a couple times where you just have to know what the timing is and, and do it as best you can. Well,
0: But it all, it all has to be like based off audio cues, right? Like, like the audio cues tell you what kind of attacks are coming or what kind of moveset is coming?
1: There's some of that, but it's not like every punch they do an audio cue first. You know, it's nothing like that. So a lot of them, it's just you have to know when they're coming out. Um, and then you can also buffer some inputs to make certain dodge. You can dodge certain punches very easily by chaining and buffering inputs together. So it's, it's like, it's a mix of different things.
0: So how, how did this start? How did, um, punch out start for you? Like what was your in there? Oh
1: man. Uh, probably watching old GDQ runs. Um, actually sinister one ran blindfolded punch out, uh, back at, I think it was AGDQ 2014. So watching him do that kind of got me into running the game. And then I tried it myself. And uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, it's a really random game. So it kind of turns into a gambling addiction over time. (laughs) And now I've been doing it for like eight and a half years. And here I am. Um, And yeah, I don't really know why I'm so hooked on it. But do you do it daily at this point? No, not every day. I go through phases with it. I'll do it every day for a few months and I won't play it for, you know, four or five months. So, I've always been curious about this with
0: speedrunners, right? So, speedrunners show like just an incredible amount of dedication to one game, usually. That's like their entire thing. They just main a game and play it endlessly to just perfection. Um, do you play other games or are you just punch out?
1: I used to, and now I'm too addicted, and I I don't really do anything <laughs> but punch out at this point. It's pretty sad. So was <laughs> like just punch to. out. Like
0: so, you you've got no interest in like Cyberpunk 2077 or the incredible year we've had in gaming because you've been playing a game from the 80s nonstop for the yeah, last. I don't really eight play years. play
1: any modern. I used to play modern games. Um, like I used to play Death That's the incredible. first Destiny when that came out. Like oh my man! Yeah.
0: yeah, cool. Glad glad you got out of that addiction.
1: That it's
0: bad. Let me tell
1: you what yeah i love that game though honestly that was I mean, it had so it was so flawed but
4: yeah there was there was, was some fun stuff
1: there but yeah i mean i really haven't i mean i don't own a switch i don't own a ps5 or whatever i don't even know what xbox's new console is like, no one does releasing <laughs> don't worry about you know? it um but yeah i mean i find a lot of people once they get into speedrunning, they kind of cut out casual games from their life and, yeah uh, i'm definitely no exception is it
0: is it because you play so much of this one particular game it becomes a bit of a like a, a grind or a job? Or it definitely becomes a grind. But so then it just kind of like corrupts all other games. It doesn't look gaming casual gaming doesn't look fun anymore.
1: A little bit. A lot of it's just, you know, all the my dedicated bandwidth in my brain toward playing video games, <laughs> I just play punch out. Spend it, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's people who think that like, oh, speedrunners play their game 10 hours a day every day and they're all, you know, no life thing. That's all they do. And it's like, it's not really true. It's just the time that I would spend playing video games. It's really all spent speedrunning at this point.
0: That's fair. So how long do you spend a day playing Punch-Out?
1: Uh, when I'm actively doing it, it's like two hours a day. Um, oh, but I don't it? even, I don't do that every day. Like I, I go through phases, like I said. So it's like right now I've been Is doing it, it two hours a day.
4: What's that? Do you find it more relaxing or is it more of a focused honing a skill type thing? Like, like, you know, you could look at working out as, you know, it's stressful, but also relaxes you. Is it that type of a thing? Does it stress you out? It's
1: more more? 95% of the time it's boring. And 5% of the time it's extremely interesting and uh, pressure's on and your palms are sweating. And it's like the 95% of the time you're bored, you're just chasing that 5% of excitement. Um, okay. and it's
4: it, like a drug. <laughs> like
1: I was saying gambling addiction. I mean, it's really not that far off. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're chasing the high of not just getting like a PB or world record, but just having a chance for it. Um, and it can get really intense, even if like you're not at world record level in a game. It's it's a pretty crazy
3: feeling. Do you think you need some level of addictive personality or obsessive personality to be a speedrunner at that capacity?
1: Uh, maybe a world record level if it's a popular yeah. game. But like, I definitely think so.
0: Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I do think so.
1: If you just want to get like a sub twenty in Mario sixty four sixteen star, uh, which is a goal you can you know, it won't take you that long to achieve. I don't think you need to have any addictive personality to get it. I think just yeah. as long as you enjoy doing it and you practice a bit, it's like not that hard.
0: There's like a casual level of speed running where it's like a hobbyist kind of thing. But then once you go into the extreme levels of going for the world records, which require continuous grinding across days or whatever, I think you definitely yeah. need the level of addictive personality that would give you the commitment to and drive to do that.
4: Like weaponized obsessive autism. <laughs> yeah. that could yeah, be harnessed well. for all sorts of purposes i still maintain that like the military at some point is just gonna take speedrunners and put them in front of consoles to just pilot their drones in the future i would right anything else is a waste put these people in the cockpit
1: if I had a dollar for every comment in my video, that was like, man, if these speedrunners put all their time towards solving cancer, can you imagine what we'd, <laughs> what we'd get?
3: God, <laughs> I hate those comments, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like you can't just let people have fun and spend their time how they want. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if people spent all their
1: time watching tv into solving cancer and other issues man it's like wow. yeah, Any, isn't if, it
3: fucking amazing that if every human being who ever lived on the planet ever stopped having fun and only worked things would be better world. that's crazy insane <laughs> wow what a <laughs> no, fucking no, it's only, idea it's only speed runners that would be able to do yeah that. only the speed runners could do it though no one else no one else is capable absolutely not, not strong yeah, enough. yeah
1: and, you know to go for a world record like it definitely does take a lot of repetition and i guess it could be an addictive personality thing but at least for me like i am enjoying it when i'm when i'm doing it i'm not i don't feel like i'm doing it out of obligation usually usually I don't, not always but um that's kind of the keys so you have to either i guess have an addictive personality or just genuinely really enjoy doing it at a high level and trying to get the record and so
4: you know. are there people that where it drives them miserable so i'm someone who i don't pay that much attention to speed running i just i'm in awe of it it's something i could never do but do do you see in the community people who were like you would think dude you gotta cool it a bit because this is making you miserable now trying to chase this dragon
1: yeah it can happen it, when people start to do it out of obligation rather than actually enjoying speed running I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, okay, I've been grinding Mario 64 every day the last two years, so I kind of have to keep going now, right? Like, that, that could get to. I could see that, but... And the one I get their records back. Usually most people are doing it because they genuinely want to.
3: There's a good handful of speedrunners I watch throughout the years where if they have a good run and it fails, they will just smash their controller in half and just start <laughs> insulting their chat. It's it's a pretty classic yeah, scenario. I've I don't know if you've those. seen it, Mister Salt, but it's like but they'll Lunar be
1: jump or someone.
3: It's th- that guy's name. Yeah, they'll be on a they'll be on a good run, and the chat will come, and maybe some guy will say, "Hey man, have you ever thought of shaving off some seconds here and just mid run?" He'll be like, "Uh, that doesn't work because of this and this, <laughs> and you really just don't know what you're talking about." It's like holy shit! All right, okay. To be fair, imagine if you're like
1: a freaking <laughs> yeah. physicist or whatever, true. and some random guy walks into your lab and is like, "Have you tried, you know, tilting <laughs> this beaker over a little?" What. And he's like the 100th
3: guy that day that said that. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah. the 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 salt part of speedrunning is definitely there. I'd say, <laughs> you know, you definitely have some people who just grow to hate it. You know add that annoyance onto the fact that you're doing like a
0: high pressure thing, trying to beat a well, like a record. Uh, I could like imagine already emotions are high, so Mm -hmm. you're going to be in that vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. So anything would blow, blow you off basically. Yeah.
1: I actually stopped speed running, uh, punch out on my main account on Twitch because I got annoyed by my chat. (laughs) That's like the main reason why, because it's like the same. Did you ever break your controller? No, I've I haven't really thrown my controller. I've like spiked it on the ground. Uh, I wouldn't say I've I've definitely not
3: broken it or anything though. The classic. So, what is it about Punch Out that grabs you that keeps you going? Like, how are you not bored of that game by this point?
1: Ugh, great fucking question, man. I don't know. It, it it's it's just it it's I think a lot of the randomness helps because it's such an RNG heavy game. I, I keep wanting to chase. Like you can get a perfect run of that game, but there's always like something faster you can get, even if you get really good luck, because it can always be better. Mm-hmm. Um, the last fight in that game, I think, is really interesting, Mike Tyson, because all you do is land frame perfect punch after frame perfect punch. And that's a 60th of a second uh, for right. frame perfect punch. So it, uh, it can be really hard at the end. Um, and there's always, like, more to do. Like, like we keep making these categories, like 90-Minute Challenge and Tyson Challenge. There's, like, always more to do.
3: Does that ever bleed over into interest in related things, like the sequel or the spinoffs or games similar to it? Or is it just, it's gotta be Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, nothing else?
1: Well, actually, they tried to make a sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. In like 1991 <laughs> on the NES, and they ended Aww. up canceling it. Aww. Or I guess it did no. release, but they had to change the title of it to Power Punch 2 because Nintendo saw it and was like, "We are not attaching the Punch Out label to this. This is Do god you, awful."
0: Oh no! Is it, are you are you able to get the world record in it?
1: Yeah, you, it's, I don't it want to. Right I've, <laughs> I've never played it, but it's the to. spiritual successor. <laughs> Come on, you man! So, so their plan for the game was. After the events of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Mike Tyson goes into space and starts fighting intergalactic aliens, (laughs) and they're going to call it Mike Mike Tyson's Intergalactic Power Punch.
2: Isn't there also? I'm sorry, I'm super late, by the way. (laughs) Welcome. Isn't there a direct sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, or am I completely fabricating a memory?
1: Yeah, they made, uh, on the Super Nintendo, they made uh, like
3: a proper sequel. Um,
1: I don't really like that game very much, though. Super Punch-Out
3: mm-hmm
1: i've like never even beaten it so there's
3: also the um the wii one that's like a reimagining right yeah that one i think i i've never again i never
1: played it but i i hear that one's pretty good too looked cool so what, what
0: i i don't understand how are they similar mechanically to the first punch out
1: uh so i know super punch out some of the mechanics are different um it Like the way in Mike Tyson's punch out, you get stars that count as uppercuts and super punch out. You have to like build a super meter or something. Um, And then punch out. We, I think they're back to the star system. And then in uh, intergalactic power punch, I don't think they had anything. I think all you were doing was just mashing the buttons to try and get through their guard or whatever.
0: Okay. So I, I guess I'm struggling to understand why you would only want the world
2: record in one punch out when you could go for all of them. If you don't like the other games, like, yeah, I had I the world know. record in Mr. Krabs overdoses on ketamine, but I didn't want the world record in Mr. Krabs, uh, some other drug and dies. Ghosts'
0: and fights into galactic demons. Yeah, pretty yeah. much.
1: Yeah, I know Super Punch-Out's also, like, even more random than Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, so, I don't know, I <laughs> kind of have a limit <laughs> on the randomness, I guess.
2: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was just going to say what what have I missed on big topics? Speedruns. runs. Okay, so mainly speed runs? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I may, uh you like me are a fan of the Halo 2 speed run, yeah? Somewhat, yeah. Whoa. Okay, never mind. <laughs> if that wasn't super enthusiastic, <laughs> I'll drop it. Well, look,
1: look man, like if you noticed I've made like 15 videos on Mario, right? Yeah. And I've done one on Halo.
2: Well, Okay, I mean
1: <laughs> just say it's for babies.
2: No, let's let's talk about the heart of the Halo 2 speedrun though. It's better than Mario. Yeah, I'm a moderate fan, so yeah. I've been so I've been really deep in the Halo rabbit hole again for speedrunning. I've been contemplating trying to learn the legendary route myself. It's just so fucking fun. And I really mm. think the glitches in tech are what makes a speedrun super special. And I was just wondering your perspective on that as well. Like how important do you think good glitches are to an enjoyable speedrun?
1: Uh, For an audience, definitely very enjoyable, right? Because the more you see people break the game, you know, it's uh, pretty, pretty fun. I don't think if you're actually running the game, I mean, it kind of depends. Like, again, the game I run, Punch-Out, there's like almost no tricks or glitches you can use. It's just getting through the game mechanics, right? Yeah. But um, from an audience's perspective, um, definitely watching people, you know, do the sword glitch in Halo 2 and fly across the screen is a lot better than watching them just walk through and, you know, the enemies
0: well it's also like so a lot of glitches may, maybe not halo 2 i'm not familiar with the halo 2 speed run all too much but i know like a lot of like mario glitches and such also require like a higher level of skill perhaps even like a higher level of skill than just doing it
3: normally that's how a lot of speed runs
2: go mm-hmm.
3: yeah i think that's also why it's also fun there's also the surprise factor. I mean, if you play through Halo 2 or Mario as a kid, you're like, yeah, and then you go through the, that level and you jump here and it's over. But if you watch a speedrun and a guy's like, no, I'm just going to clip through everything and fly at 600 miles an hour. A lot of people are going to go, holy
0: shit. Wow. Do you think there's a portion of the audience that watches Mario speedruns who only watch it because they get to watch Bowser die at the end? And they get to watch it over and over again. Catharsis. And they're very excited about that. Yeah, they just like seeing the end of the game over and over again. It's got nothing to do with the speed run itself. It's just like, oh, I just want to see the ending.
3: I just really like Mario 64, yeah. Why are you resetting? We haven't killed Bowser yet. Wait, you're skipping that level? What? No. Go play that one. It's fun.
1: Actually, I get a whole bunch of comments from people that get really pissed off at glitches. And think they're totally mm-hmm. illegitimate. And like, I mean, I don't really know what goes on in these people's brains. But yeah, yeah really? they're like,
3: you can't, you're not
1: actually playing the game. You're, those are easier. You're
3: skipping I, over I, parts I get it of the to game. a degree, man. I get it to a slight degree. Like glitches are great and they're fun to watch and they're exciting. But sometimes you're interested in a game and you like a game. Let's say you just beat a game. You just beat super mario 64 for the first time and you go oh i want to see someone play through it as fast as possible and you look up some speed runs and you're like okay yeah they're doing the same glitch i want to see someone actually play it but it's isn't, almost isn't like it the there's, there's categories categories yeah but does the layman person understand that when they're first looking into speed running probably not they well, can not yet, read English. I bet where it yeah, says no glitches, they <laughs> are like glitches. Don't, don't get
0: angry and be like, "Hey, no, speed run the game properly <laughs> for me." But then
3: you have a. But then you have the case where a <laughs> lot of games don't have categories like that. Like it is just about the glitching and passing through and shit.
1: Well, make your own. I don't know of any game where there are glitches where there's not a glitchless category.
2: Yeah, I'm, Fair. I'm pretty sure every game has a glitchless category for that reason.
1: Yeah. Fair just to appease the YouTube commenters if nothing else.
3: No, it's just me. I'm the only one complaining. <laughs> he, he just wants to watch you play a game normally.
0: Don't skip the dialogue, goddammit.
4: <laughs> like, I know that um, when whenever a new Zelda game comes out, all the speedrunners and all the other like people who are really freaky good at games, they share their tricks on Twitter and such. And I swear to God, Nintendo must have some sort of an algorithm just scanning social media for the glitches they find because they get fixed immediately. Within the week, to the point that I think I talked about this before, but speedrunners for Zelda games have to kind of like hush hush smuggle around a secretive Google Doc on their drives, uh, listing all the glitches they have found, but that they do not want to repeat publicly. Like, they basically do not want to inadvertently do Nintendo's QA job for them.
0: I thought like professional speedrunners, like the people that take it super seriously um to world record pace or whatever like they have to use a certain version of the game right like they have to use
4: oh yeah yeah vanilla versions like depends on the game depends on the game but also yeah i mean because if you're training well training i don't know if that's the right word or what the terminology is but yeah if you're trying to get like a specific record and you're putting weeks and weeks into it or months and then nintendo all of a sudden comes in and patches out one of your tricks you're kind of shit out of luck then.
1: Well, see, that's why you got to be like me and only speedrun games that are thirty plus years old. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Would you be? <laughs> I mean, you don't really use you don't really use glitches. You said, but like, would you be pissed if if whoever made Punch Out comes back and <laughs> patches the game forty years <laughs> later to make your make your speed run, like impossible
4: somehow? They hook Mike up to AI.
1: <laughs> see, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> somehow they the people who made Punch Out. Are such a mystery it just like if they just acknowledged us in any way that'd be so cool like even if they're just patching it to ruin it
0: who, who did make punch out i was gonna say nintendo but i don't think it is nintendo right
1: yeah it was one of nintendo's uh they have like uh RD subdivisions that, yeah
3: yeah. Or, yeah right interesting so can we talk about the tool that most people would probably use to speed run a good shave
0: oh absolutely I'd okay great how, how do you yeah, just, speed run that what's the What's the tech
3: tool? I think the meta strat, a the new glitch, the new uh, any percent speed run of shaving using the highest end tools would be through Harry's razors, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds about right. It's because they know how to keep your shaving ritual consistent, clean and overall fairly quick and that's i mean that's part of speed running you, you get into your routine you figure out the quickest way to optimize it do it and harry's is here to make that a reality with your shave and a few speed runners listening to this episode who are going to tune in for summoning Exalt are going to say what How? How can I get a PB in cutting the hair off my face? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's because Harry's is going to have a new craft handle that will give the ultimate shave experience. They have used innovative techniques to integrate a dotted rubber grip pattern onto a smooth metallic handle. The entire thing is meticulously fine-tuned with contours to help it feel weighty and yet well balanced. You're going to get an entire craft handle starter set for just $10. That's about half the price of what it's actually valued at. It's going to come with a craft handle, five blade, German engineered razor cartridge, shaving gel, and a travel cover. Plus you can schedule blade replacement deliveries for as low as $2. Harry's also wants to make sure that your entire morning routine is as fast as humanly possible because they've got shaving creams, post-shave balms, body wash, hydrating lotions, and a dozen other products that'll make you say, wow, that was super quick. I'm out of here. I'm done. Thank you, Harry's, for having the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. And for offering a no risk trial, and you can elevate your shave with the latest and greatest in Harry's razor handle lineup today. Get your seventeen dollar craft handle starter set for just ten dollars at harrys.com/official. That's h-a-r-r-y-s.com/official. Seventeen dollar value for just ten dollars. Harrys.com/official.
0: Nice. Yeah. I think I can legally say that all the world's top speedrunners use Harry's. Correct.
3: Nice. Yes. I asked all of them. They do. <laughs> so let's get to the big meat of this episode. The big pop a pump, if you will. Mr. Summoning Salt is not just the world record holder of Mike Tyson's punch out. He runs a very, very lucrative, very successful speed running documentary channel. And Mr. Summoning Salt. I wanted to ask, every single video you've made from what I can tell is about speedrunning. Whether it's uploads of your own records or covering other records, what is it about the subject of speedrunning that just always gives you something you want to talk about and dive into?
1: It's a great question. I think there's just so many layers to unfold for a lot of speedruns. Um I like to tell stories, right? Like that's kind of my main thing on my channel more than even explaining mm-hmm. tricks or Um, How speedruns work is the story of how speedruns time got lower and I think honestly I could apply that to a lot of subjects But I've always been interested in speedrunning And you don't have nearly as many copyright issues to worry about with (laughs) speedrunning footage as long as Nintendo behaves Mm -hmm. so um, Yeah, it's always just kind of been a nice go-to for me and once you have like a whole bunch of speedrunning videos on your channel I feel like it'd be pretty hard for me to pivot at this point to something else. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, I'm still enjoying it, and people are still watching. So,
3: uh, yeah, it's been a natural fit. Bit locked into the game by this point, huh? Yeah. If
0: you had to pivot, what would you
3: pivot to? Uh, I'm actually a pretty big sports fan,
1: and I think there's a lot of cool stories in sports I could uh, I could tell. But that would be very tricky from a footage perspective. Yeah, (laughs) tough. Yeah, Yeah. very very tricky. Well,
3: could you could you pull the same? uh technique you use for your channel where you have those graphs and the stats and you're comparing different plays and then going through maybe the significance of it crafting an area. there is
0: a lot of sports games you could just record footage in that and then tell the story over the sports games
1: you do a
2: little reenactment that's actually a pretty interesting idea
1: there's another there's a YouTuber called John Boys who pretty much does what you're saying, where he uses like graphs and charts and yep. stuff to tell stories and sports That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, like he's the a biggest very good
3: inspiration for me, honestly. Very good YouTuber as well, or channel. I don't know if I'd call him a YouTuber. But that is a cool idea. And I also like sports stories. So if you
2: do pursue that, I will be watching.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to. It's just, I, I feel like I can't at this point. Like, how am I going to pivot to that? How would I pivot to that successfully from speedrunning? Because speedrunning and sports have, like, zero overlap in fans. Like, I'm honestly one of the only people I know who's interested in both speedrunning and sports. So,
2: Just a separate channel, probably. It doesn't have to be, like, a direct, you know, thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't just abandon my first channel, man. Oh, That's... yeah, no, absolutely not. Just yeah. as on the side you also never know until you try you could make a sports video and if it's just a big bomb just make another speed run video after it and move on i even give you
2: permission to tell the story of my high school basketball career if you really want to kick right, it that's off pretty with good bang. yeah oh
1: my god thank you so much that's pretty good Hmm. i would be honored he doesn't just
2: give that out to anyone <laughs>
0: What was what
2: was the story <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin. It's a story of triumph and tribulation, honestly. A five foot six basketball phenom. It, it was something special.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a little afraid of like I don't know, because right now these videos take up like all my time working. So I it would be very hard for me to just do something else on the side. Mm. Um I I'd have to just slow down my output and I only upload like five times a year anyway, so I don't know.
3: It's also a um, since you do it full time and as a business, it's kind of a cost benefit analysis of, you know, is pivoting to sports even worth it if these videos are working so well and so well received and something you're still passionate about, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, I've just had like slow, steady growth on my main channel now for six years. So Mm -hmm. until that changes, I'm probably not going to try modifying uh, what I upload at all, really.
4: Mm-hmm. light it all on fire and go to sports i say why
1: not yeah fuck it, fuck it.
3: <laughs> yeah whatever what, you, what else are you doing on the same channel too you can make the sports videos and run mike tyson's punch out it's fine it'll be fine technically it's a sports game right so maybe there's there some you go overlap True. there, there might know. be
0: some overlap you think the people watching those videos are just like ultra sports fans at home they've never seen video games <laughs> before
4: they're just cheering you on that's what i was thinking like how polarized would the different audiences be then? Like, if you pull off the sports thing, are they going to look at your old videos like, what is this nerd shit?
1: <laughs> well, maybe I like could make some pivot from Mario Kart to, like, actual kart oh, racing. Yeah. Yeah. to Like, F1. <laughs> no, like- I,
3: I think you could easily do it with your style of narration. You do start with boxing and just relate it to the Mike Tyson speedruns in some way. Trick Find them. A, or that, yeah. Or just lie to your audience. Yes, yeah, lie I to them. Lie. Take footage yeah. of
4: Mike Tyson's punch out, submit it to AI, have it render it into realistic lifelike graphics where it looks like it's actually Mike Tyson fighting. And then you um you know, turn the magic off and go, see, you guys actually like video games. So watch yeah. the rest of my stuff. <laughs> Losers <laughs> 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 They fall into a
3: deep depression. <laughs> you should pretend that little Mac is real and do a video dictating his whole career and stats. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And if they ask why he doesn't have a Wikipedia page
4: or anything, just call it a conspiracy. Say that they're suppressing him or
3: something. No, don't even go that far. When they ask why he's not on any sports websites, say, "Hey, shut the fuck up. Shut your mouth. Don't talk to me." <laughs>
1: yeah, just delete their
3: comments. Yeah, just delete their comments and block <laughs> them. It's genius. These
1: <laughs> them. are brilliant. Man. I just need to hope none of my audience finds uh, this podcast because How I, could they have? Have I they try a couple will. of these out.
3: No. And- no, 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 no. <laughs> impossible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly overall i'm just i don't know i'm happy with what i'm doing and i think pivoting is i guess i'm like afraid yeah, yeah. of pivoting too because like it's working it's hard so,
3: man by changer. if
0: it's working well yeah there's no point if you're enjoying yeah. what you're doing there's no point
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> pivoting is very very hard especially with the nature of youtube these days where the algorithm and the website want channels that really just do one thing you know
1: and there's people who are always like man you can make a video on any subject and i'll watch but it's like will you actually if it's something you don't care about like you say that
3: they say that and yet it doesn't always pan
0: out yeah well they could they could, it just doesn't mean they're speaking for the entire audience as
1: well.
2: No, but they're also not speaking for themselves either. Like that yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, they're, is they're liars. A, yeah,
3: they're just a liar. You can you can look at every single successful YouTube channel and you can immediately say, ah, this is what they're known for. This is what the audience is there for. And they, they will say, oh, we'll watch anything, we'll support anything you do. But you can always see when the thing they're known for comes out, it's always the biggest thing you know
1: yeah like you're watching you like to watch my video about Jimmy Poopins playing Ninja Gaiden 2 <laughs> but would you watch a video about football like probably not I, i'm you glad know. you brought up
3: the uh, the Jimmy Poopins i wanted to ask you've probably <laughs> seen it but have you seen these jokes that are popping up now, these kind of parodies and little goofs and gaffs that people are making on your channel, where it's these very serious, very well-crafted narratives, but then it's like, Mr. Shits' his Pants got the speedrun record from <laughs> gobbledygook54, like these just goofy speedrunner names. I mean, that's literally
1: just my videos. It doesn't even sound like a parody. That's <laughs> exactly what happens. <laughs> Like, in my last video, we also had 420Blazit, who's actually been, like, a returning character. He's found like a whole bunch of things in old <laughs> Mario games.
3: Does that ever just get to you? Do you ever just have moments of self-realization and say, oh, my God, this guy's name is Jimmy Poopins? <laughs>
1: so, like, it did. Like, I remember the first one that was really crazy was, uh, it was actually another Ninja Gaiden speedrunner, and his name was Shivering Erotic King Banana. And when I first read that, I was like, oh, my God, I have to say this in a video. <laughs> and I decided to just say it completely deadpan and just, like, not even
3: act yeah. like it was a, a weird name.
0: you got to give him the respect that he deserves for yeah.
3: competing at that level. Don't dismiss Mr. Erotic Banana. He's a friend of mine, okay?
1: Shivering and they Banana. Keep, they keep coming mm. up now, and I'm like, at this point, nothing even surprises me. And with Jimmy Poopins, it was great because I had an excuse to put him in the title. So. hmm if I can put Shivering Erotic King Banana in a title <laughs> video one day, that would be, like, probably my dream.
4: <laughs> well, you heard them, Banana. Get on it. Break some records.
0: If you're going to dedicate your, like, life to uh, getting the world record in a game, why would you choose such a, I don't know, goofy name? I guess it's funny, but, like, surely you'd want to be known for it.
4: Yeah, well, what are they supposed to go with, like mega death lord
1: Hell, yeah. to be all edgy about it I mean, people don't and... really pick their usernames thinking like I'm going to be the world record holder for Mario 64 one day let me pick something really badass right like like yeah. my username yeah. was just from I think I was watching a video from Ashens and he said seasoning salt and where he tried to say seasoning salt and it came out as summoning salt so I was like huh I guess I'll just use that as my username because I can't think of anything else today
3: I wonder where Jimmy right. Poopins came up with his name it's I actually, wonder his legitimate well. name. His last name is unfortunately It's uh, yeah, he's, literally he's literally from the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to be professional, but now everyone just laughs at him.
1: He's actually a professor uh, at a college, like in statistics or something. That'd be pretty <laughs> hilarious if he was Professor. <laughs> professor Pupins. Pupins? Actual <laughs>
2: That's a
1: Captain Underpants
4: villain,
3: like yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's
3: great. Oh man. So, what- so go ahead Jackson
0: I was actually going to just segue in well not segue but move the topic to just cheating in speedruns because I also find that equally as fascinating in general but did you have something more important that you wanted to ask Andrew before I change
3: No just more speedrun related questions so we'll we'll get there eventually go ahead okay so
0: my, my question was who is the biggest speedrun speed cheater that you can directly point to and say that man is a scoundrel and he needs to be known far and wide.
3: Can I take a guess before you answer? Can I take a guess? Is it Billy Mitchell? I guess well, yeah. yeah, that's
1: my guess. See, there's one answer I don't want to say because I don't want to get sued. Oh and there's one answer yeah, I don't want to uh, say because I don't want a whole bunch of ten year old fanboys to
3: jump on my back. <laughs> oh yeah. so I have to be I know, careful. I know both here. <laughs> the people you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them are Billy Mitchell. I mean, look, I
1: don't really talk about cheaters on my channel, right? Because I don't want to, like, give them glory or whatever. Um But there's just... There's I was just like, so isn't, that
0: yeah. isn't that shame? Isn't isn't that the opposite of glory? Like,
1: shaming them? Well, you're giving them notoriety for something. Even if it's not positive, it's like, hey, yeah. if you but successfully they did, they, are they, able to get a cheat, mm. cheated speedrun, then you're going to at least get your name recognized in one of my videos one day. Like, I'd rather just ignore it. Hmm but um there's so many man and i mean honestly i i would imagine that there are some top speed runs today i don't know about world records but like very close at least that are cheated that we don't know yeah Mm because it can be very hard to detect it really can
4: oh is there any like cheaters where like the cheat itself impressed you where it was almost like its own category
1: um, man, I mean, the common method is just splicing, right? Where you put two videos together and make them look yeah. like one playthrough. But, um, mm. I'm trying to think if there's any like unique methods. I know there was one where a guy did like a playback of a tool assisted speedrun and he actually used a controller cam and he had to try to sync up his button presses perfectly with what was going on That's, on the screen. Yeah. Yes. And he was off by, like, a couple frames in some spots, and that that's what got him busted. But, like, he, he did pretty well. Like, he got close. Those
0: ones are always the most insane to me, where they, there's this meticulous level of, like, work that goes into it. And you're like, you could just divert some of that effort into actually, well, you know, being competitive at the game.
2: No, they mm-hmm. are. Like, uh, the guy... So, we'll, we'll use Guitar Hero, for example. One of the best Guitar Hero players... Turns out, cheated a lot of his most impressive accomplishments, but he is still extremely good. And even without the cheating, was still one of the best. But he used the cheats to be even better.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, people who cheat, I mean, they're not doing it. And I think Carl Jobs talks about this a lot, but they don't cheat because they want to get good at something they're not good at. They do it to just get some sort of goal that's either just out of reach or something that would take forever that they can get faster now. Uh, it's like a convenience thing, rather than like, let me be horrible at a game and pretend I'm really good at it.
4: I'm also impressed by the people who fact check it and actually go through the footage analyzing every single mm. frame, like forensic mm. analysts solving a crime.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't even know the extent of what people have to do for that for, uh, for some runs. I know you have to use like really advanced audio analysis to detect certain splices, um, so it can get pretty crazy.
0: Does do so for a game to have like a dedicated leaderboard with active participants? Does it have to have like a moderation team as part of it? Like, do I guess it comes naturally when the communities form around that? Is that is that the case, or is there some website where the people actually, uh, like I don't know, dedicated video game moderators, speedrun moderators?
1: Well, yeah. Now, so nowadays, it's pretty much all the games have their own moderators. But it's funny, because if you go back like 15 years ago, the way it always worked was people would submit to Twin Galaxies or Speed Demos Archive. Mm -hmm. And the way that worked was they had just a few referees or moderators for every game combined. And these people weren't usually experts in whatever game they were verifying. So stuff like Cheated Runs would get through a little bit more often. Um, I think there was like... Was there ever
0: any like foul play like any bribery like under the table
2: not Um, even they were just all friends with Billy Mitchell
1: (laughs) yeah like I'm sure (laughs) Twin Galaxies I'm sure there absolutely was at some point um speed demos archive I don't think was as bad I think it was just people not knowing um what they were doing in certain cases like there were some very obviously spliced runs that got through back then um and if you, you didn't know what to look for you didn't know what to look for if you didn't know the game that well
0: yeah Speedrunning has is definitely like blown up in the last like five five years probably right i mean it's all, it's been growing gradually over time but i feel like it's really exploded in the last five years probably thanks to content like yours
2: right
1: yeah it's still not quite in the mainstream like there's still so many people who ask what i do for a living and it's like that's a huge rabbit hole do you know what a speedrun is and still like if they're above <laughs> the age of like 40 they almost never know what it what it is
0: yeah, that's the same with, like, podcasts, though. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, exclusive to speedrunning. There's just always more. It's just the thing with being on the internet, I think. But, yeah, speedrunning is probably also, like, m- a more niche aspect of gaming. Definitely.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a competitive gaming's already niche, and speedrunning is, like, a niche mm-hmm. part of competitive gaming.
0: You think we're going to see speedruns mm-hmm. in the Olympics? Because we are getting competitive gaming in the Olympics.
1: You know, I wanted to make a speedrunning Olympics. I think that'd be really cool. But um, getting into it's like ridiculous. the actual Olympics, I mean, I, I doubt it, man. I don't know. I, that seems like a bit of a stretch, because nowhere been near as that popular. For
4: like a decade now? What What came of what? it? What, what games in the Olympics?
2: They have their own no, eSports they, yeah, uh, section where it's all fucking mobile games that are absolute yeah, dog games.
4: shit. Wait, so it's already happening? Yeah, happens. happens yeah. this coming year how have i never heard of this so there are people on earth right now who have a gold olympic medal in video games
2: what it hasn't started it's coming up
4: oh yeah that's what i'm asking like has it happened yet oh no 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 no. no. they've
2: made it it's just they haven't had the event yet okay how do they select the athletes for that it's so you qualify so like uh, the mobile games like tic tac (laughs) bow there's they they have like a leaderboard whatever,
0: whatever whatever you
4: want to call them i know it's just that was funny like are they gonna have the you know rocky three russian montage of them doping the <laughs> gamers <laughs> make them more alert
2: for tic tac Toe? they're gonna have to that game's cut
3: throat tic-tac-toe god these tic-tac-bo. are terrible fucking just dances in the olympics what the mm. fuck well at least that involves some
0: like actual physical movement does it Can do you have a list of all the games
2: yeah. Can you read it, we, them all? We went over it on a podcast episode. I'm pretty this sure. This is like that would
0: have been like f- at least four uh, years ago, though. Yeah, what? It, more like
2: all. four months ago. What are you talking what? about? Yes, no way. it hasn't been long at all. No, you're thinking of something else. Oh my god, no, I am not. I made like two videos on it because like recently the, because one of them was Fortnite, but they can't play Fortnite because there's guns, so they were doing creative mode Fortnite. You you don't remember this whole conversation we had? We were laughing about no. it.
0: Well, I don't, but that's part of the course. Cool. So what about you, Kai? Do you remember? this? I'm
4: no, shocked. I, I don't.
0: Yeah, we they talked can't
4: about it. Have Fortnite because it has guns. Don't they have that one weird sport in the Olympics where the they have, have literally are guns? Like slaloming yeah. down a mountain and yeah, they have the to shootout shoot at targets at the old corral. They have
2: guns. They have
1: uh, yeah, they, shoot.
2: competitive <laughs> shooting. They have competitive shooting, and that's what the Fortnite one is. It's a uh, target shooting.
1: Is this actually happening in the next Olympics? Yeah, they
2: they have a whole esports week. Damn. Or weekend.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've heard about that for years, but I've never seen it actually happen. Really sad. Oh my god. That's gonna be oh
0: my god. That that is gonna be the weirdest fucking like Olympics village
2: possible. That's gonna be like two different extremes. (laughs) You made that same fucking joke on the episode, holy lord. No, I did not. No, I did not. You did? A hundred percent. I remember you saying that. Oh my god!
0: I don't know. This is awesome know. because
4: I know that at the Olympic villages, all the fit people constantly fuck apparently to the point where they keep breaking <laughs> the beds. So I assume during the video game Olympics, <laughs> it'll be the opposite, where wait, like wait. the boys will not be asking the girls out. The girls will be too shy and everything. They're just <laughs> no, gonna be no. Charlie's right fest. now. I
0: re- now I remember it. Now that yep. we're talking about the beds breaking, I'm
2: pretty sure we talked about the beds. That's breaking. the exact same conversation we had. That's incredible. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I remember talking about the actual like winter Winter Olympics, but not the video game aspect of it.
0: I don't. I don't think it was four months ago. I think it was a little bit longer. It was probably I like know, I remember six. Yeah.
4: yeah. So is there? I'm still wondering. Like, is there a confirmed list of games now? Is Mike Tyson's Punch Out in there? Because if Salt can get a gold medal,
2: oh yeah, we need. No, to I want to bet there. money Salt, here. It's not. It's all mobile games.
1: They should tell the esports people that they're coming to compete in esports at the Olympics and then actually have it be like weightlifting they have to do or something and just (laughs) (laughs) switch them. That's That's
4: fucked up. That is mean. Weights on the controllers. (laughs) 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 They have to play on a treadmill. (laughs) Just fat camp. Their parents sent them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think like
0: yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so do you think this, this is a, this is a question I have about Charlie for you, Salt. So it's, sort of, it's getting boy, weirdly parasocial. <laughs> um, do you think Charlie would have a better chance of becoming the speed running God that he desperately wants to be if he just stuck to one fucking game and actually gave it a doll instead of being like a variety speed run streamer kind of thing? Cause he dances
1: around. Depends what you mean by a speedrun god. Like (laughs) going from game to game is probably good for him because he's already pretty well known, so he doesn't need to like make a name for himself. So people see him speedrunning a whole bunch of games. that I don't know probably make him look more impressive or something. Um, But let's say he was like some tiny YouTuber who didn't have any subscribers or whatever, and he wanted to become a speedrunning god and be known for speedrunning. I would definitely say just stick to one game and get really good at it and go for like a top time or a world record or something like that
0: okay now charlie what is the one game that you would actually stick to and become a god at if if you had to
2: i just don't think there's any one game that i'd commit to like that uh, like i just love the variety of speedrunning. i just if i can just get top 50 in the games i speedrun, i'm happy That's even all I in games about. with only like 10 runners well then as long as i'm top 10
3: yeah ah
2: I just love experimenting and learning the new routes, the the glitches, the tech. It's so fun. It's so fulfilling. But I
0: don't think I don't think I've ever seen you happier than when you did get worlds first in those games, even when like no one was playing them, and then oh, that get, just gets taken away from you immediately.
2: That's fine. I only need I only need the high for a minute or two. Like it can be a whippet. It's fine. But salts had his for eight years. It's incredible. You need I, that. You it need is much incredible. more impressive. True.
1: Well, what games have you speed ran, Charlie? I'm not even sure.
2: Oh, man. Uh, Probably close to like 50 or so titles, at least. Yeah, no. I speedrun a lot. The world records I held were for Mr. Krabs overdoses on ketamine and dies, House of Caravan, (laughs) Left in the, uh, what was it called, From the Dark, and then one more. I think it was like Hell's Escape or something. Those were the world records I had. This man's got so
3: many records, he doesn't even remember them all. Look at this guy. Well, yeah, I had a ton. Do you currently have any? No. No, no, no. Wow,
2: you fell off. It's hard, man. When you get into like an actual competitive speedrun, the talent there is unreal. Well, it's also you shine an
0: enormous beacon on it as well, which is unfortunate for you. Because
3: better gamers see what you're doing and then come in and steal it. Yeah, ironically, you might be a more prolific speedrunner if you were a smaller channel. Oh, what if you create a pseudonym
2: for it? I, I I like that people come in and beat my shit, because then it gets even more impressive with the glitches in tech they find. I don't care about having the records. It's just
1: fun. It reminds me of when the Super Mario Bros. record holder speedran Wii Golf for a week and he got the record. But so many people saw him run it that by like a week after his record, he was down to like 15th place or something. I'll <laughs> beat him. So, that's a thing. Whenever someone popular runs a game, it just like attracts a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm.
2: And then it makes it go even better with the speedrun. More shit's found, it's very cool.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not like uh, like King of Kong where like everything is so competitive and like there's secret yeah, exactly takes and whatnot. It's like it's all collaborative, which is good.
2: Yeah, but someone has to be on top. And someone always will be on top. True. It just won't be me. Someone
1: has to Why be at the not? end of a Summoning Salt video, right?
3: True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always a bigger fish. So, Mr. Salt, speaking of those speedruns and all those different ones, what to you, having both run speedruns and documented them, do you think is the hardest part is it the pressure, the grind, the time commitment? What would you say? Defending off all the women Ooh. afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> the parties, the <laughs> so sex, other, the other drugs. Than that,
1: other than that, <laughs> um, I mean, I think if you naturally don't have much free time, then I guess it would be the time commitment. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's very hard being on world record pace and trying to keep it together. Like, yeah. honestly, that. It's a pretty unique feeling. I mean, I nothing. I haven't really done anything that's felt like that before, other than in speed running. I'm sure there are things, but um, it's really hard to keep it together. I think that might be the hardest part. Um, but obviously, just getting to that level too is like kind of ridiculous because there's so much commitment involved, and you have to play it for months or years or whatever. So,
3: right. So on that, what would you say is maybe the most miraculous moment in speed runs like you mentioned earlier that the guy played weed golf and just got the record in a week do you have Mm -hmm. a case of maybe someone just getting world record the first day out of nowhere or just something absolutely unrealistic happening
1: oh man uh let's see okay go i'll go back to super mario bros here um there's a guy named cosmic Mm -hmm. who super mario bros right it's like a super optimized game and uh it you know if the record gets lowered by a tenth of a second—that's a huge, huge deal. Um, mm-hmm. So back when the record was a 4:56, this guy named Cosmic, who had had record for brief spurts before, and he had tied the record, and he—he he hadn't had like a super long-lasting record or anything. He ended up tying the world record again. It was like a 4:56.24. This is after he had done thousands and thousands and thousands of runs, and after he tied the record, he said, "All right, just for fun, I'm going to do." Some 455 attempts, which is where you have to do everything you did in the 456 and add in one more very difficult trick early. So just for fun, he does 455 attempts and on his ninth attempt, he made it past the first level. The first eight all died in the first level and that ninth run ended up making it all the way to the end of the game and was the first 455. On nine wow. attempts when it had taken thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> to get, you know, 456.
3: And so, and let's not undersell the severity for Mario. Uh, you were mentioning earlier that even just fractions of seconds is significant in that game. That game is um, frame solved, right? To the point where the current world record, I think, is only two frames off of 22. being... Yeah, 22, 22, not two. 22 yeah. frames off of being just absolutely completely fully optimized can't be any better.
1: Yeah, basically, that game has been completely solved. As far as we know, there hasn't been like a significant time save in over a decade. I think there was one frame saved in the last level a few years ago, but. We pretty much know what the perfect speed run would be, unless something miraculously new is found. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it's like four fifty four point two six five is the theoretical limit, and with the current world record, they are matched with that perfectly down to the frame into the last level, and then wow. he lost twenty two frames in the last level.
3: So, what's the part that throws them off? Where are those twenty two frames?
1: All over it. The last level. So the levels before. like there's this frame rule system where you don't actually have to play perfectly to not lose any time you just have to play like fast enough to a run that was perfect and you won't lose any time Um, so those levels you don't actually have to be perfect but 8-4 there's just like frames you can bleed all over the place and people have had a perfect 8-4 before but never in a run like not even close I think the best ever in a run is still probably lost like 10 frames or something like that so yeah there's a long way to go gotcha very cool
2: speaking on something kind of cool in that realm that i'm sure you've kept up with summoning salt there has been a new well not really new a new method discovered for super mario 64 speedrunning that saves about 40 seconds and that is the first major time save in like what a decade and some change
1: yeah carpetless man carpetless baby
2: so that that that's like a digital goldmine, basically, right? Like it's just
0: mm-hmm. blown the thing wide open.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out if I should just make a video just on Carpetless now. Um, May just as because well because it's it's a huge. But also, I don't know. Maybe it makes more sense to like let the record play out a little bit and see what happens before I I touch it. I don't know. But yeah, for those who don't know, basically, it's almost at the very end of a speed run that's more than 90 minutes long and it saves about 45 seconds itself. It's very, very hard, but it's it used to be like basically impossible. And now it's somewhat realistic to get in a run. So people are trying to get, you know, PB's and world records with it. And I think someone was actually able to get a PB with it pretty recently. Um, Not world record level, but like pretty close.
0: Imagine how terrifying that is for the world record holder, though, who's probably been holding it
2: for
1: years, I imagine. No, that, nope. that game is a really competitive record. It keeps trading yep. hands. Oh, really?
2: Green Suiji is the, the hotness on the block. He is an unreal speedrunner, and he seems very excited about Carpetless. He's been practicing mm. it. He's getting very consistent with it, but he hasn't pulled together a world record run with it yet. But by the time this video comes out, he probably would have already have traded with it like five or six times.
1: I forget if he has that three or four of the five main category records. It might be four. I'm not 100% it's four. sure. Yep, it's four. Go. So if he gets the 120 star record with Carpetless, he will have all five records, which is like the best it's achievement nuts. probably ever in speed running. Um, yeah, it'd have crazy. to be. Yeah, that guy's so, yeah, that,
0: that is the most impressive thing a speedrunner can do in your mind is get all five categories in that game.
2: For me, yes. I don't know about fruit salt, though.
1: I mean, you could make up something that would be crazier, I'm sure. But like, in my opinion, <laughs> that's the craziest thing that would have happened so far.
0: <laughs> no, in your in your opinion, it's just punch out. Yeah, yeah that, that was just punch out It's tell
3: by a million sub YouTuber. There you go. <laughs> that's the big one. <laughs> that's the big one to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, Green Suiji is like, it's it's crazy. We've had there's been so many runners that were like about evil. Uh, equal with each other in skill for years and Sweezy just kind of blew past them all so and people keep telling him like you gotta do 120 star i don't think he has that much interest he's like kind of learning it but not really committing to it so and it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out
2: I, i'm very confident that he will be able to slap it around he is just unreal at
1: that game right but that's if he wants to he might not even yeah. want to grind it right
2: so. I think he wants to do 5 of 5 though if I, I'm pretty sure that's his big goal is to get all of it
1: I think he really likes it when people keep asking him to do it over and over I think that's his main motivator
3: <laughs> most people on the internet are that way yeah if you just bug the shit out of them that's how you get what you want yep. yeah they love it they love it most creators love that mm-hmm. well it's not even
0: just it's just a general life thing <laughs> yeah most people <laughs> love that yeah most yeah, humans love being bugged how many How many minutes like is that is that world record
1: Currently? that's an hour and 37 minutes
0: oh my god mm-hmm. yeah okay that that is super, that's impressive then <laughs> i I always find those like long speed runs more like the most impressive definitely like the lego star wars speed runs where like if you fuck up a run that's like three hours down the drain and you just got to keep doing that until you do oh i get cannot competitive wrap enough. my head around those i yeah i i, I don't get it either
4: like completely hitless, 100% clean uh, Elden Ring run-throughs or yeah. whatever. And you just will tune into their stream and they'll have the counter going at like six and a half hours or whatever, however long the <laughs> game is. Just at the very end, still not getting hit. And you look at the guy, and he's just cool as a cucumber. While I'm stressing the hell out, I'm just the first boss <laughs> losing my mind. So I, I'm impressed yes, by that, that sort of just impressive. coolness. It yeah. Is.
1: Yeah, just knowing you'd have to go back two, is plus, two plus hours. I mean, I can't even... Like, I don't like to do speedrunning sessions for more than, like, two or three hours at a time. And like you said, a game of LEGO Star Wars where the record is two and a half hours already, it's like, I'd get to do one yeah. run per session. And if it fails, then it's, yeah, exactly. like, hours wasted.
3: Right. Yeah, so, speaking, speaking on LEGO Star Wars, um, what causes you to choose the games you focus in your videos because for the most part they're pretty well-known speed runs pretty big ones mario etc but then there's lego star wars and some other oddballs thrown in there
1: yeah i mean if it was totally like <laughs> if i didn't have like an audience i needed to satisfy i would just do mario videos all day every day and never change because i'm very familiar with them and i think almost all the speed runs are super cool and they always do really well in the algorithm like without mm-hmm. fail um, but you know, I know that there's like people who have different interests, like a halo video or a, a Lego star Wars video or something like that.
0: Yeah. The Lego star Wars video was the first one I watched of yours. So you got me, that's what got me into it. Into yeah. It's like your a, content, I mean.
1: a balancing act where I have to balance what I want to make with what other people want, but also like what will do well. Cause people don't always know what they actually want. Um, well, I
0: know so. I want Lego Star Wars, so if you could keep doing that, it <laughs> yeah. would
1: <that'd> be great. <laughs> I probably Assassin's will. Like, Creed. That, that candy was like super cool to work with, and the video did well, so yeah, I'll probably do another one at some point. Salt, what game would you settle for if
4: Nintendo nuked Mike Tyson's punch out of existence? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hypothetically.
3: They started copyright claiming the footage. Yeah, yeah what's your
1: probably backup? Mike Tyson's intergalactic power punch. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I was going to get a world record in
3: that. Fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I probably just wouldn't speed run. Honestly, like forget it. Stick to videos. Aww.
3: What was the What was the first exposure? What was your first hit? Your gateway drug of Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah, well, I think Mike was, Tyson in general. Yes. In just the lore of Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh God.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I remember watching blindfolded, uh, speed runs, at, uh, old AGDQs. Those were pretty fun. I guess I kind of got into it from that, but I don't know. It's, did you start blindfolded? No, I did not. I only oh, started okay. doing that recently. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Is Mike, Mike Tyson still alive, right? Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Does he know about Kinda. this game? Does he know about the speedrun? Is he impressed? Does anyone know?
3: Does he know about the game? He is aware of the game. I don't know. He could pob- He know. could
0: potentially not. It could just be his agent that's like made the deal. Does he know it's- about
3: a 40-year-old game that's really, really, really popular with his name and face on it?
1: He made some tweet Tyson. recently about how he was unhappy that they took him out of a Punch-Out game. And I looked into oh, like, what, what the heck he's he talking about? And he was, I think he was talking about the fact that in 1990, they replaced Tyson with Mr. Dream in, right. in Mike Tyson's punch out because they lost the copyright to him. Mm-hmm. But like he was complaining about it in like 2021 on Twitter. So I don't know if he like he just, just found, found out that found they that. did that or <laughs> like it was a re-release. He said, I don't know what it was. And You're it's like, like if you just give them permission, they'd probably put you back he's, in the game. But.
3: He, he's just so busy. He finally goes, I'm finally going to sit down to play my game. What yeah. the hell is this? Where'd I go?
1: There is a video of him losing to the first fighter in the game when he back playing it. So he's at least aware of it. <laughs> wow, what a loser.
3: <laughs> Mike Tyson will never do anything with his he's life. trash. Yeah. We'll never be a gamer. What a piece of shit. I'd love to see him take
0: the world record, though. That'd be so hype. Not for you, cool. obviously. Well it would be it would be pretty cool if you went into like a 1v1 rivalry with him.
3: That'd yeah, be, what's what's cool. a more feasible thing? You could like go around with Mike Tyson one day, or he could beat your speedrunning record one day.
1: I was gonna say whatever the whatever the alternative is to saying <laughs> I could last around with Mike Tyson is the answer to that question. You think
3: he'd beat so. your speedrun record first? Do you think he'd have the discipline, the skills? You think I could that? last
1: a round with Mike Tyson? I'm a speedrunner. I runner. believe what in you. you. do you think I
3: look like? <laughs> Probably a fucking Goliath, like six foot eight. <laughs> Bodybuilder. Yeah, Benching definitely. 400. All speedrunners look like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't you say you were into sports? They're Olympic athletes. Watching yeah.
1: sports. Not playing. Oh. That's a big thing. difference. Oh.
4: It translates, um, though. You're, you're ready, champ. Get in there. Mike's getting old.
3: Yeah, if you, if any ardent chair football watchers are to be believed, they're just as good as the pros and the coaches. It's easy.
0: Well, they know exactly what to do. Yeah, they
3: know exactly what play would work. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, no, I don't know. I mean, I I think I think I think Mike Tyson is like interested in punch out, but I I don't know. I don't think I can't see him actually playing. I think there's actually a video of him fighting himself in that game, like on Jimmy Fallon or something.
0: Oh hmm. uh, uh, yeah, probably
1: didn't go too well.
3: So. Do you think you could teach him? Could you train him to speed run that? If he had any interest, I'd love to. But. <laughs> That's a that'd be a great summoning salt video. Oh my god! Yeah, at least the I basics. Would,
0: you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of his rage,
3: though, if he loses yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Every yeah. punch you take punch out you take ear. in real life from Mike Tyson.
4: Oh my god, <laughs> he'd break more than the controller.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> just
4: starts biting ears off. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> hmm. Who old is that guy now?
0: Uh he's he's getting old. He's, he's not like that old. 70? He's like 57.
4: What the fuck is wrong with he's you? 57. 57. Oh, he's fifty he
1: seven. He's fifty-seven. He's fifty-seven. not seventy. Fifty-seven, Please, 57.
4: It's seven, still Jackson. pretty for an athlete like that, he could still kill you, I bet in a single punch well he oh, just
2: yeah. fought like two years ago he just did the like uh, oh I didn't know that yeah he just did another fight against um, who was it Was it It wasn't Sugar Ray was it no who the fuck did he fight I don't remember but he just did These a demons. huge a, a huge fight like two years ago
1: okay I have a question for you guys have any of you ever played Mike Tyson's punch out I have. oh yeah absolutely okay and you've tried fighting no. Mike Tyson yep probably knocks you down in one hit yep right so that right there even though he's in his late 50s i feel like he could still do that to pretty much anyone including me Mm -hmm. so i yeah i don't want anything to do with the
4: (laughs) what if he gave you a choice okay he's gonna (laughs) use his offhand to uh, he gets to punch you once non-lethally <laughs> or you lose Mike Tyson's punch out forever non-lethally. <laughs> non-lethally
2: is such
1: a great way of describing his power <laughs> it
2: just incapacitates you
0: okay so let's
1: take a non-lethal puncher what's the other option you lose
4: Mike Tyson's punch out the record forever or the game forever mm. he punches you somewhere where it he, wouldn't kill you like your kneecaps yeah, like okay, your punches can you a a he punches your copy of the game
0: he punches <laughs> your copy of the game you can never play it again
1: Oh, my God. No, anything but that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I guess I would take not playing the game over not having to like go to the hospital and fucking <laughs> lose wow. mobility. I thought you were dedicated. Body. Yeah, what the well, fuck? yeah, I'm also very dedicated to not getting punched by Mike Tyson. So it's
3: you know. <laughs> survival. Yeah, he said it was non-lethal. Yeah, you know. God, this guy's a phony. Let's get out of here. You'll be fine after
0: the
4: rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> you'll be back to punch out in no
4: time. They have prosthetics nowadays. Damn it. Because, well, yeah, you don't still talk after you take a punch. Make a video on it. You don't need two ears, really, when you think about Just, it. Oh, he looks like Stephen Hawking afterwards.
1: Yeah. Like, I think I get so much brain damage from getting punched, I wouldn't be able to play the game anymore. True. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, but but it would, the punch would come with a guarantee that you'd be out. Like, it's a contract. Like, you, you get to keep your record. You don't get to keep playing the game, but you get to keep the
1: record. The, I don't really forever. care about like having the record just to show off to people. Like the how, fun of it is lowering it and having fun with it. So.
4: <laughs> yeah, you take it away. Is how fun. are you going to guarantee <laughs> that unless you ban everyone else from playing it?
3: Forever. Yeah, unless you take that punch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, going around and showing pete saying to people like I have a Mike Tyson's punch out world record, like I don't really get that much street cred by saying that, you
3: know? Like Do you think that Mike Tyson would care, or you could explain it to him? Do you think if you met him at some event, you could be like, Mike, I speed, I speed run your game. I'm the world record holder, and you could just get him to be super enthralled. I think he would take a casual
1: interest probably, but hmm. um there's actually so I have a video called the quest to beat Matt Turk and Matt Turk is like one of the best Mike Tyson's punch out runners of all time, but he ran the game like 10, 15 years ago. He actually met Mike Tyson and he had him sign a book that he had made about the game. Um, So, and he seemed to be, apparently he was interested in that. So did he punch him? What's that? Did Mike Tyson punch him after? I don't think so because he looked pretty not beaten up looking. Well, that's why he lost
3: the world record. He didn't take the punch.
1: Mm. It could be. That could yeah, you be gotta take
3: the punch. Yeah. Always gonna take the punch. You can always take the punch. Yeah. What
0: is what? What do you think is more impressive? Do you think you'd get more street cred by saying that you got punched by Mike Tyson instead of and lived to tell the tail. world record? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty impressive. It's a good question. Yeah, live to tell the tale, getting punched by Mike Tyson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good video good. for you I could hear him uh, scratching his chin you're really asking him the brain busters today mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> 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 Just a childish game of would you rather
1: you guys asked me about any topics i wanted to discuss before i came on i wasn't expecting (laughs) it to go to this angle i'll be honest
3: this guy brought all the stuff he brought like the war on ukraine and ai development but we've just been mike tyson the whole time mike tyson punching him yeah well
1: i don't think you get to talk too many people about mike tyson on this podcast right so well this is the mike tyson podcast
0: no we actually talk about it each week it's a developing topic
3: Somehow we're on episode 300 something and it's always just every week. Mike Tyson. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, not really. Most of our episodes are silence because we just go, yeah, he's is there. I still wouldn't want to be punched by him this week, Andrew. Yeah, I haven't changed my mind. Believe it or not. Let's go to the (laughs) polls. Yep. It's a hundred percent would prefer not to be punched. Look at that. (laughs) All right. So did you have any
0: topics that you wanted to talk about before we wrap here?
3: Oh, God, uh,
1: <laughs> not really. My only thing was just I wanted to make sure we talked enough about me getting punched by Tyson, and I think we've covered that yeah, pretty well. We covered so, it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. We got the.
2: Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want to ask me if I'm coming out of retirement for House of Caravan?
1: Sure. Are you coming out of retirement for House of Caravan, Charlie? No, still no. Damn it. Why, <laughs> about Why not? Mr. Krabs overdoses on ketamine.
2: No, I've hung up the mantle there, too. <laughs>
4: I'm watching. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> Defend the title. Okay, yeah, Charlie. Charlie, would you rather come out of retirement for House of Caravan or get run over <laughs> by a caravan?
2: <laughs> That's a brain <laughs> box. Driven by Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, I, You're going to have to give me a second. Yeah, that one's Just tough. think about it. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd come out of retirement. <laughs> fuck. Oh, <Uh-oh>, you pussy. <laughs> fucking you loser. Pussy. I know, this fuck. fucking guy.
0: Alrighty, guys. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Salt, uh, shout out where people can find you, even though they probably don't need much introduction or anything like that. But <laughs> You can it. find
1: me on YouTube at Summoning Salt. Yeah, that's the main place.
0: Yeah, there we go. And also, as a final note, this is the final episode that will be airing on... Charlie's YouTube channel, will be moving to a, our own dedicated YouTube channel starting next week for next week's episode. So you can find the link in the description below. It'd be great. If you could all join us there, that would be fantastic. We're going to upload additional content, shorts, clips, all that good kind of stuff, um, daily stuff, really. So go check that out more
2: than that. that too, Like be exclusive below. shows. It's mainly just, so now we can do more than one official production per week.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah have it it'll, have it'll it spread be... its wings and fly do mm-hmm. more with it it's the right move really yeah you know being being on yeah. charlie's channel it's great got eyes on it good place to be but we've gotta we gotta have you have it you know make it its own thing do more with it expand mm-hmm. grow yep so
0: <laughs>
2: and then next week we announce that the show shut down yeah we get bored too much work People didn't like the new channel, so we just quit. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Go check out the new channel. Audio platforms all still the same. Still got the Spotify, iTunes. Most of you guys listen yeah. to that. Most, on most there importantly, anyway.
3: the show is not changing. Like Moving to this channel, it's, it's the same old great show that you've come to know and love, just in a different place. Mm-hmm. We are not changing yep. the show. So
0: go check it out there. Links below. Patreon.com slash the official podcast for additional shows. Potterfiles, for example. That's getting a name mm-hmm. change for the YouTube channel. We're not allowed to use <laughs> that on YouTube. That's we're doing.
3: That's no longer called this. You'll never find it.
0: <laughs> but you can find it on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TheOfficialPodcast. We recorded an
4: episode today, fresh off the press. I think Jackson it wanted was to awful. release it. Yeah, it's coming up tonight. <laughs> In a good right. way.
0: Um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you over on the new channel. Please go subscribe. Join us there. Thank you. And go check out Summoning Salt's videos. They are fantastic. Thank you, Salt. They are very, very good. Thank you, Salt, for joining us for this episode. Really appreciate you spending time with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, bye, everyone. Bye bye. (laughs) All right, everyone. See you guys. Adios.